Hey guys, what's happening? This podcast episode is brought to you by our sponsor. Are you ready? You're going to find them on Instagram at Glitter Karaoke Houston. Glitter Karaoke Houston. It's in Midtown. It's the perfect place for you to go and have your midweek unwind with a drink or three. It's one of the hottest little spots for karaoke and their food menu. Their kitchen is yummers like num 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 num. Their dumplings, their chicken. Oh God, what the hell did I have there? The chicken, not chicken wings, the chicken poppers. I don't know. All I know is the food is amazing. They're there for you Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, 8 p.m. to 2 a.m. Wednesdays, which is today, 6 p.m. to 2 a.m. And on Sundays, they're there for you 11 a.m. to 2 a.m. You know what? They have industry night. That means the people that work in the industry that work their asses off in the kitchen, in the bars, in the restaurant, Monday is your night. Tuesday, taco night. Wednesday, steak night. Thursday is chef pop-ups. That means local chefs here in the Houston area get to come and do their thing and share their little menu with all their yummy stuff, right? And then Friday and Saturday, of course, is karaoke. Sundays is always live music and a DJ. So you got to pop in. They're at 2621 Milam. Milam, M-I-L-A-M, Milam Street, Houston, Texas, and that's in Midtown. Take care, guys. We're there. Hello, hello, hello. Andrew, also known as Drew. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. This, this. I put the government in just for you. Oh, you're so cool. Hey, welcome. Thank you for being on my podcast. Um, So you guys know, or maybe you don't know, it's if it's your first time or your 20th time, um, this is a remote podcast. So uh, Drew is in Charlotte, North Carolina. I am in Houston, Texas. Welcome to my podcast. This is Sharon Lee Zapata, hostess of Middle Finger Happiness, Work Hard, Live Well, Don't Fuck With Me. These are great interviews of um, people who have overcome a struggle and the comeback. I mean, that's pretty much the sum of it. We all love the comeback story or the, you know, we're going through the struggle and and then what we're doing about it. So my guest is Drew, also Andrew Milden. (laughs) (laughs) He is the host of Drew versus the world podcast, and you can find him on Apple, Spotify, Google Podcasts. Where else, Drew? I don't want to leave any. I mean, anywhere that you listen or can see or view, whatever your ailment is, if you want a podcast, my podcast is there. You just look it up. Drew versus the world. So, hey, first, 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 I just want to say thank you. How many times have we scheduled? (laughs) Oh, I was just about to tell everybody about the background story of this whole thing is I think we can reschedule about six or seven times. And then you just like he was like, damn, just just come on my podcast. I was like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yes. Yes. I was like, you had invited me to be on your podcast and everything. Life happens. It just yes. happens. And you know what? I totally understand. So one day I was like, you know what? Shit, I'm just going to ask him to be on my podcast. <laughs> and it's very, very much appreciated. You have such great guests on and you're very thoughtful and insightful. Um, I don't have no idea why you invited me on, but hey, I'm here now. Let's let's uh, do this. Dude, because you, <laughs> you're a cool person. I mean, I really, I, I don't bring I don't bring, a, you know, arrogant assholes on the on the on the mic. I mean, you're just a. And I love what you say. So, but let's get this. um, I always do this beginning, middle, and even end. You guys have to go follow Drew on Instagram and Facebook. And it's at 
Drew versus, and that's VS, the world podcast. And so, yes, please go. Uh, so I always ask the magic question, who are you and what do you do? Again, this is every time I podcast and I actually ask this question in my podcast, it's a super existential question. Um, who am I? I am a person that tries everything twice. That has <laughs> been my motto since I've been 12 years old. Um, and, part, and part of that, I've overcome a lot of things. I've also gotten myself into a lot of things um, because of the always try everything twice methodology. Um, I am a person that loves hard, that um, is very thoughtful and very intuitive of people. And I just love positive energy um, because I didn't grow up with a lot growing up. Mm -hmm. um, a lot of struggle, obviously. Uh, mm. But the, the thing, the most important thing that I got out of life and my mom instilled with me is that you can find the light within anybody, right? You can, even through struggle, even through um, the, the successes people have, you can find the light, of course, but the struggle you find even more because to lift yourself up. And I think this is the reason the podcast even exists to lift yourself up from those struggles for those ditches. It takes even more power and more strength than, than the successes will ever probably. Um, so yeah, that's who I am in a nutshell. And I forgot the second question. I'm sorry. I went on my tirade. Oh, oh that's okay. <laughs> I just like, oh, who are you and what do you do? But I mean, you do oh. so much. I mean, you're a, da <laughs> you're a dad, yes. uh, you're a creative. So yes, go ahead. Yes. A dad of two, um, Grayson and Andrea. Um, I actually have, uh, children by two different, different women. So that's another struggle, uh, to say the least. Um, and uh, also, I am, like you said, a creator. I'm a podcaster. I am an ideator of podcasts. So I, within my kind of methodology, I try everything twice. Um, within the podcasting realm, I've tried, you know, multiple different ways of social marketing and um, different ways of creating different shows within the podcast and being on other people's podcasts, just trying to get the word out there of mm -hmm. the podcast. And then also in my day-to-day -day job, I'm actually a um, technology, technical data analyst slash business analyst slash project manager for a solar company. So um, yeah, so this, so the podcast actually feeds my creative side. So that's where I'm at. And, you know, that's so cool that you're sharing that because a lot of mm -hmm. people think um, as creatives, you know, like when I'm, I'm looking at your social media and you're like, oh, my God, this guy, this is all he does. You know, there's all these other moving parts to us to get where we're going. So, I, you know, one of the other questions uh, that I have, and, it, and it, it is connected to what you have written, how it says here how my question was how his guests are changing the world. So. Why Drew versus the World podcast? Where'd you come up with a name? And how are your guests changing the world? Oh, man. I love this question. Um, so I came up with this, the name of the podcast, actually, by accident. Actually, I didn't even come up with it. Um, we were sitting down, a bunch of my friends, and they are creative by nature. Um, rappers, artists, um, uh, physical artists, and you know, musical artists, and 
everybody was just kind of talking about their different projects they were on. And I was like, you know what? I think I should start, start a podcast. And I was kind of going it through my head for a couple of months and I was looking up studios. I was, you know, I'm a, I love to listen to podcasts. So I listened to about 15 podcasts a week. Um, so I really was invested into the podcast idea, but didn't really know what to do. So I was sitting down with them and it was like, hey, man, you know, this is the one thing I think you'll be good at. Uh, let's start coming up with ideas. And I've just kind of come up with ideas. I was like, OK, this is how I kind of want to do it. I want to do it interview based. Um, and I wanted to really get into the the depth of people's life, not just their journey, but I want to know the why behind everything they do. And they was like, yeah, it's like, kind of like, you know, they're, they're fighting against something. And I was like, and then when my friends said, you know, maybe usually it's, you know, them versus the world, probably like Drew versus the world. And then I was like, okay, I like that. <laughs> I like that. And it was first, 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 first name out was Drew versus the world. So. Oh, I love it. And I love, and, I, I love your, your t-shirt too. Oh, I appreciate it. Thank you so much. <laughs> so that was a logo that I actually got from somebody. And it's serendipitous how life happens because um, I was on Buzzsprout Facebook group because I use Buzzsprout as a no no, no down downplay to anchor. I don't hope they don't take this off. But I use Buzzsprout as a service to outlet my podcast. And I was on a group and I was just like, man, kind of my logo's not going well. What do you guys think? And somebody just reached out to me and created that logo for me. And then um, I started putting on shirts. So it's been pretty good so far. I love uh, it. It's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, it's probably like a, people will stop you and say, what is Drew versus the world? Exactly. And, and then going into the second question about how my guests are changing the world. I think that everybody is changing the world. If it's even by a centimeter or by a mile, right? So mm -hmm. that's where I kind of really dig deep into my guests is, and I ask them always this question before I kind of go into the at last segment is, what are you doing or what do you want to do to change the world? So those are two places of where people are at. They're either doing something to change the world or they want to do something to change the world. Um, so I've had people on that are, you know, my recent guest, he's, in ideator and podcast realm, he created a, a thing called Poddex. Um, then I had somebody who's um, dealing with anxiety and emotional depression. Mm. How she's changing the world is that she has an outlet on her social media where she talks about that very intently and very deeply as so that people like myself that had no idea this was even a realm to think of in the mental health sphere, um, could get an understanding of that. And then also she's able to um, help others that are in that space to know that there's somebody there for her. So uh, I, that's why I say when people are changing the world is that anybody can change the world. That's why I love to have a plethora of different guests from different walks of life, from different right. you know, lifestyles, things like that. Well, we're all made of energy and we're like little balls. <laughs> if somebody was to look at us, we're like little, little balls of energy walking around and some of us connect immediately some of us don't connect because your energy is not, it, it just doesn't, you know, vibe mm. with my energy. So when you have those little balls of energy, everybody does change the world. Whether when you start changing yourself, that's when I think you start changing the world. Mm, I had to, I had to, I was thinking about this this whole time before I, I, I was had to say, Sharon. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I, <laughs> um, but I, I a thousand percent agree with you. This I don't know. I, this is the reason why I think immediately I connect with you from a like 
even just looking at your page an emotional and a spiritual and an energy level because that's exactly what i think i think that we are energy and and like everybody anybody can look up that energy does not you know diminish it i it, it just keeps on moving around so we are an amalgamation of all the people that lived before us of all the things that have lived before us and our minds our mentalities are all just built upon that so to to your point we are all changing the world because we are all adding value to something and someone oh yeah well some mm -hmm. of us do some of us well some of us stay mm -hmm. you know in stuckville and and they don't you know i, I don't know if you've had this um, well anybody listening I and mean, we'll have especially as older older uh, family members are like, I'm never going to change. This is the way mm -hmm. I am. This is the way I've always done it. This is the way we've always done it. And you're like, okay, whatever, dude. Let me have another, you know, margarita. I'll, I'll just keep on going. Because <laughs> I hear that sometimes at a family gathering occasionally. Not very often um, anymore. Maybe because I, I I don't know. I wasn't, I wasn't always like this ball of energy uh mm -hmm. like sonic the hedgehog do you remember him <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> okay. i'm also a nerd too so any <laughs> any pop culture reference i'm there for it okay same here so i'll be like that if i could describe me that would be sonic the hedgehog but she had like a like pink she'd be pink anyway <laughs> pink pink and black those are my favorite colors so the other question i have for you as a busy human that you are is what are your what are your creative hours because somebody you know, is thinking, you know, you know, oh, Drew, you know, you have all this going. Well, me too, but I just don't have the time. But I always ask people, what are your creative hours? Hmm. So or do you I just do things in pockets of time? I mean. A little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. So a little column A of taking the taking a little bit of like you know somebody like the kids asleep let, let me think about something for 15 minutes but it's also designating times and hours in which i can do things so i be i'm trying to become better with that because the one thing i've kind of been indoctrinated myself into is social media and social media i think i've been kind of like hey this is the thing that's going to you know build my brand build my you know uptick of listeners and things like that um so now what i'm doing um from a from a organizational perspective is i'm taking and i learned this from my most recent guest travis brown is to take an hour a day on social media just an hour one hour where you comment you do everything you post what you got to post you comment who you ever got to comment you you know look up a couple things within 10 minute increments and then get the hell off of there right so yes oh my god yes and and it's and it's been changing my damn life honestly because i have so much spent so much time on facebook just scrolling scrolling into nothingness right and and then you're like you look up and like three hours is gone so i would say i take as far as social media and marketing is concerned i take i try to take about an hour now as far as you know creating the podcast um i i have designated the weekends for that. So this has been, this is an anomaly right now that we're talking, but <laughs> I usually, <laughs> this is, um, I usually schedule either Saturdays and Sundays and I schedule between 12 to about three o'clock in each day just to be, allow my um, guests to have the choices, but also allow the rest of the weekend be for family time. So within that time, I'm either A, recording a podcast, A, um, editing, or be creating like the snippets and clips and carousels and all the things I got to do for marketing as well. Um, so that's, that's, I think that's important. Finding your sweet spot 
um, in time and making sure that you have um, time for your family. So um, another podcast guest that came, this is what I love to do. I love to learn from my guests. He, he taught me this, um, this acronym um, and, oh man, I'm blanking on it right now, but it's like family, it's like fam- family. Oh my goodness. Who, who was he? Cause I'm on your Insta on my laptop. Oh right no, now. it's not. It's he's, he's not, he hasn't been a guest yet. He's it's coming out soon. This is exclusive. Oh my goodness. But it's like family education. Uh, oh, yeah. oh my goodness. That's but okay. Yeah. We'll come back to it. Yeah. But it's four pillars of your life and you need to take care of all those four pillars. Uh, family education. Well, you know what I call it? I call it the DMO. It's your daily okay. method of operation. So the DMO, yes. daily method of operation, whether it's, you know, uh, being in the kitchen, making a sandwich and talking to your kid, you know, because I have an older one that's already moved out and married and on his own. And then I have the 13 year old in the house. And, you know, so it's that DMO. It's that daily method of operation. You know, you know how you how you do everything is how you do anything. And mm. so, uh, yeah, yeah, I'll come back as a guest on your podcast. You know, we'll, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll figure that all out. But yeah, I, I, I had to ask that question, you know, and then the other question I have, because people, you know, like I said, I think some people are not afraid to fail. And then there's those that are, are afraid to fail because they're worried what others are going to think. So here's the other question. How do you figure out what works versus what doesn't work? And I mean, of course, a mistake is a mistake, but. And you, like you said, you try everything twice, but for those of us who are listening or those who are listening, how do you, uh, when you focus on quality, figure out what works and what doesn't work. How do you go about that? So I'm a big data guy. So in my day to day, I'm deal with data in my everyday life. I deal with data, um, very analytical. So what I like to do is look at the numbers. So, um, from a, podcast perspective, if I'm doing something and I'm doing it over and over and over again, and it's getting no traction. So for instance, it's not getting any engagement, there's not enough listenership, things like that. So I'd like tweak it a little bit and then see what the numbers are after that and then tweak it again or or tweak it a major, majorly and see what the numbers again and kind of put that statistics towards what I'm doing to then have like maybe like a spreadsheet or something like that and compare what I've done before to what I'm doing now and maybe even maybe even um, combine the two to see if those metrics. So it's is iterations of just trying shit out and just seeing what works, what sticks to the wall, what's the you know, the thing is like, for instance, pasta, you know, you, you make some pasta, what they say to do, throw it to the wall to see if it sticks. Those are sometimes you got to do to actually make see, make to see if the thing you want to do works perfectly. So that's kind of how I live, live by is by the data and the analytics and seeing what kind of comes out of the, um, the funnel once it's done. Right. So it's just kind of like, I'm going to say it's trial and error. Yes, yes, I mean, yes, you, yes, you, yes. You, you, you can give advice all day or you can, excuse me, you can get advice all day, but it's not until you, you know, start doing it. For example, I mean, we both have had children. So can you imagine telling a baby, giving them the instructions on how to take your first step first? You know, <laughs> no, they're going to get up. They're going to grab the couch you know, mm-hmm. they're going to fall down on the carpet or they're going to get back up. Can you, but you can't give the baby. Of course, it's a baby. But you have it's like trial and error. So um, what is your favorite mistake? Oh, that's a good one. It is a good one. Hmm, my favorite mistake. 
It could be simple. It could just be ordering something wrong from the menu. It don't have to be major. Just something. <laughs> hmm. Uh, oh, man. I'm trying to. <laughs> there's so yeah. many that I can't. I don't know if the statute of limitations <laughs> on it is. Uh... <laughs> I have so many. They're all my favorite mistakes, Sharon. That's what you just said. Yeah, they're all my favorite. Um, uh... I, I, I would guess Hmm. my favorite mistake. That's such a. Oh, okay. okay. So I can I can go into one. So this is more on front from a financial experience type thing. Um, so I was thinking when I was younger, I was I had a pretty decent job coming out of college and my paychecks used to burn a hole in my pocket. Um, and from a financial standpoint, I was really big into paying things later, right? So building like just building credit debt. Um, and a lot of the times what would happen is I was going through the things like my cars were getting repossessed and, um, I would have to go and get them out and things like that. Or you just go outside and you're like, Oh, where's your car? I'd be like, Oh, they told me. And then you call the, the creditor and he's like, yeah, I took that shit away. Uh, and then you're like, you're like, Oh, okay. So I would say the mistake there was, you know, not paying my stuff on time, but the lesson there is that. First and foremost, don't spend more than you have. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well, know what you can afford in the long term. So they put this shiny ball or a shiny object towards you, like for instance, a car, and it's like, oh, you just got to pay, you know, $100 down and da da da. But they don't tell you about the APR and the interest. And, at over, and over time, after this 10 years or 12 years is up, you'll more of interest than you did on the nat on the annual premium that you have for that car. So I, and this is how I, I want to teach my children as well, because they're a little young to learn this, but I'm thinking I'm teaching a five-year-old a little bit about money and how, how important it is to know uh, the, all the vernacular when it comes to money so that you're making honest, honest and smart decisions. So I think that's the mistake. And that was the kind of the, the, um, the outcome that came out of it, the positive outcome. But that's a good, that's a good outcome. And you know, it's so funny growing up. I know in my family, we didn't talk about money. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I was just, they just didn't talk. We, we didn't have any money. So we don't, <laughs> so we don't talk about money. You know? <laughs> oh man. You're speaking my language right now. You're speaking my language. Okay. We're like, why am I going to talk about something I don't have, Sharon? I'm like, <laughs> well, where's it come from? Well, it doesn't grow on trees. I mean, you just the bullshit answers we would get growing mm-hmm. up. And I never understood that. Like, it doesn't grow on trees. Well, where does it grow? I don't know. I mean, you know, and I, I look back then, you know, my parents did the best they could with what they had. But I want to be able to, to like, even my, my 13-year-old who has done a piece of artwork, actually some really awesome artwork, and he has sold it. I'm teaching him create something, sell it, make it. And then he went and bought a 3D printer because uh, we got we got nerds at home too, but it's so <laughs> funny. I wanted to be make sure that I was able to to you know show my kids something like that because I don't want to have that question. Money doesn't grow on trees. I, I don't think I've ever told them that. And you know, it's so funny. Um, we're the ones to make that shift. Hmm. Hmm. And it's, it's important because even now I can remember times when. I'm in my house and my and it's cold as hell. I just remember wearing a jacket because I, I grew up in Brooklyn, New York. So I'm wearing a jacket like a full, I, I don't know if you know, like a, uh, uh, 
I'm trying to think of like the regular vernacular would be basically like a North Face jacket, a big parka. Yeah, well, I used to live in DC, so yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. so you understand, hundred okay. percent. Oh, it's okay, so cold. so uh, um, I was I'm wearing a parka in the house for like a week, and I'm like, you know, probably why because either some bill wasn't paid that we couldn't, you know, and nobody talked about it instead of you know in the long and then me going to college, and having to figure that shit out myself would it would have took me you know maybe three or four conversations to understand like hey you need to pay, pay your bills on time. You know, that's important. Pay, credit is important. Like understanding things like that is mm -hmm. our generation's gift, I think, because social media allows us to be like, hey, you want to watch this YouTube? Watch this YouTube about uh, good credit. Watch this YouTube about being an entrepreneur. Watch this YouTube about starting your own business. Things like that um, is our generation's gift that we, I don't, I think we use sparingly. You know, it's funny. I have a, I have a quotable um, and I need to, I need to do another book because I have these things just pop in my head. I'm just now listening to you and I wrote it down. The things you need are never really hard to find. When was, where was the last place you looked? Mm. And mm. so, and so, Oh, that was good. Uh, so the, <laughs> <laughs> the write that one down. But I mean, no, like I said, we weren't taught those skills. We weren't taught, you know, about money and we learned the hard way. Uh, and so now I think, you know, we just want to be able to, to pass that. It's almost like DNA. Uh, it's almost like mm. money, 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 DNA, because uh, the relationship that we do have with money actually is the relationship we have in other areas of our lives. Mm -hmm. You mm -hmm. know, uh, what was that saying? Money is the root of all evil. It is not the root of all evil. I don't know. If you don't, <laughs> it's, it's the root of paying bills, being comfortable, you know, comfortably being able to go get things you need. And like you said, don't spend more than you have. So that, man, that was a deep, good question. Yeah, Good I mean, question. and and money money is not the key to happiness, but it makes happiness a lot easier. <laughs> oh, it does! It does, you know. And it's, you know, it is so funny. One of the things that, uh, you know, what? Here's how I know. Here's how I know I'm making a difference uh, in my my son's life, the little one. You know, recently the family had to sell a ranch. It was in the family forever and ever and ever. And the grandmother passed away and the aunts and uncles got together and they sold the ranch. And so for the last time, everybody went to the ranch for the barbecue and the hanging out and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I remember asking Zach, I'm like, hey, did you, how'd you feel? You know, were you a little bit sad? This is a wise answer. He's like, no, kind of. You know what? When I grow up, I'll just buy my own ranch, mom. Mm. Mm. I didn't think like that at 13. Did you? Mm, no, I, I, I was, t I would tell you what I'm think would was thinking, but it wouldn't be appropriate for this show. <laughs> what? Well, maybe it is. This is. Hey man, this middle finger happiness. Uh, work hard. Live well. Don't fuck with me. Yeah. It's, uh, what were you thinking? <laughs> Mostly about women. Oh, <laughs> like okay. 95% like of that was women and okay, testosterone okay. just running uh, through my bones. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay, we, li we leave it there. We'll just leave it there. <laughs> oh my God. If you and I had happy hour, that would be too funny. We need to do a, we, we need to do a behind the scenes. But yeah, that's so true. Uh, we all have these things that, Sometimes I open my mouth and shit comes out and, mm -hmm. and I'm, I mean, we all, I'm like my granny, she's already passed away, but you know, I was like, if she was here today, I'm like, yeah, she'd be like, yeah, it's okay. We all say stuff. <laughs> so I wanted to ask any advice you have for somebody who is thinking about starting a podcast or maybe they don't, maybe they're like Drew, Sharon, we don't want to be podcasters like you, 
but we want to start something new, a new endeavor. So before we uh, wrap it up, like what kind of advice do you have for somebody who wants to start a new endeavor? Um, I say um, my top, I'm going to give three things. My first thing is do your research, become a, become a student of your craft. So YouTube university is what I call it. You can find anything that you want to within that spectrum to learn about what you want to do, right? Even if it's something new that you want to create, there's, there's been somebody that's done a part of what you want to um, do. Um, two, um, get, get into groups of people with that are like-minded. Um, so people that are in that sphere of influence and what you want to do. So like, for instance, I got into clubhouse or Facebook groups, or just talking to other podcasters, things like that. Um, and three, like Nike always says, just do it. So get your ass off that seat and start mm -hmm. doing it. And that's the hardest one of the three, because the hardest thing for me of the podcast is putting yourself out there to fail. And when you are putting yourself out there to fail, it's lonely, it's dark, but with those, <laughs> with those two other parts that you've done, the YouTube university with getting the skills and learning the different knowledge base that you need, and then having that mentor group or those friends and family, that darkness gets a little bit lighter and that loneliness gets a little bit more friendlier. But put yourself out there, start be taking action towards the right direction and looking forward. And right. I think that's those are the three tips I would give. And it's so funny. I think you and I met on Clubhouse. Yes, exactly. We did. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Let me tell you, uh, and I'm going to swing back around on this three tips, but I, dude, I had to take, I literally took like, I want to say six weeks off, five weeks off of Clubhouse. Oh, really? mm -hmm. I had to, it was just like, it's like a drug addict. Like, okay. And so now <laughs> I make it, oh, you ready? One hour a week, just like you wow. had that advice earlier. So it's just yep. one hour a week and I'm going into certain rooms and that's it. And there's been a lot of changes, but yeah, back to that advice on how to start an endeavor. And it is that, like you said, just do it. And it is, it is scary because it, it, I mean that even all the things that I do and I'm bad, I don't do all my, maybe I do do research because everything you want, want to learn or know is already on YouTube. Like you can mm -hmm. just Google everything on your phone. Mm -hmm. What the things we can learn in, in 30 seconds you know, 50 years ago, took somebody a whole year mm -hmm. or their whole lifetime or the whole lifetime. <laughs> okay. You know, but now we're just so in, and that's again, when we get so bombarded and again, that was one of the questions, you know, they're all connected, you know, your creative time and, and you know, there's only 168 hours in a week. And so what are we doing with that? Mm. Um, it's all those moving parts. And I think a lot of us, uh, and I, I used to do that, you know, guilty of, maybe too much TV, which by the way, we cut off cable years ago, like five years ago. We just do the, the Netflix thing. Nice. But I, I think people do, you know, if you look at it, you start becoming a little bit different when you want to start doing something different. Mm. Mm. I want to dive more into that, but we, we can, we can do that another time. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to dive into that because yeah. I love that, that term of phrase. I love it. 
So what did I just say? I'm going to write down. We become different <laughs> when we start doing. Yeah, we become different when we start doing different. Exactly. Yeah. And a lot of people don't do that. So we become different when we start doing different. Well, I am so excited to have you as a guest here. Um, I just, like I said, we made it finally happen. <laughs> 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 we were like, ah, right, we finally made it happen. So follow Drew at, uh, well, Drew has a, a just liked and commented on your Facebook page. So I'm there. So it's Drew versus the world podcast on, um, Facebook, Instagram. Do you have an email? Anybody can email you? Yeah. Anybody can email me. doesn't mean I'm going to respond, but you can email me now. Um, you can email me at, um, info at Drew versus the world.com. Um, and on all social medias, it's going to be Drew versus the world podcast. I don't use Twitter as much, but I'm also on there. Um, but yeah, again, Sharon, thank you so much. Thank you for your, your light, your energy. You literally <laughs> invigorated me for the rest of the day. So Woo! thank you for, for the, for the boost and the head rush. Oh, you're so over oh, the head rush. That's a good one. <laughs> well, thank you so much. And you know what? I'll have you come back maybe like in a uh, holiday right before the end of the year. We always like to, in fact, I have a, a lineup of the comeback guests, you know, okay. guests that I've had. You're like, yeah, we want to know what you're doing. It's been, you know, six months. What's happening? How are things going? How are things growing? Mm. So again, thank you so much for being here. And you guys, uh, if you have any questions for me, you know, I have a little email called middlefingerhappiness at gmail. Dot com, or you can always go to my Instagram, which is my name, Sharon Lee Zapata, and you can message me there. Actually, that's probably the best way. Uh, Twitter, Facebook, and even even the TikTok. I'm, I'm doing the TikTok, but okay. I'm not. Real, but I'm not dancing. It's just mostly art, art stuff. So I always tell people they can find me there. So again, thanks for listening. Have an amazing kick-ass day. Take care. Peace out. Wow. <laughs> hi quick uh, reminder be sure to go to my website sharon lee zapata and click on the link that says free fantastic there is a printable it's an awesome printable i actually have it on my bathroom mirror it's free. You don't even have to give me your email. I mean, you just click it on and print it. It's 22 things that we can control because let's face it, we cannot control everything. Only crazy uh, psychopathic narcissists want to control everything, <laughs> but it's a great motivator. It's a great, I mean, I love it. I look at it every morning and it helps me to, you know what, get my day going. And it's a free gift from me to you. And I just thought I'd leave this message and remind you. All right. Take care. Thanks for listening.